I'm going to offer an opinion on an article that made me see NFL Sunday football in a different way. Stay with me. I'll offer my thoughts right after the intro. You are listening to another opinion. I'm your host, Marlon Hughes, and I can be reached at MarlonGene29 at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to another one of my commentary and opinion podcasts. If you like what you hear, please like and share the podcast with others. If you would like to hear more of this and engage in more content, then please subscribe to the podcast as another way to support me. You can find this podcast on Podbeam, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast at. So before I get started and get off into this article that I was reading, I want to first say that I I want to be clear and precise in what I'm sharing on this podcast. There's there's nothing like being clear about what you're trying to portray or what your message is. So without being hostile or sounding hostile, I want to be able to be clear and direct to the point of whatever subject matter that I am commenting or have an opinion on. With that having being said, everybody likes to watch football. We all do. It is one of the most popular sports in America today, and especially the NFL. Personally, I am a college football fan. I love college football, but the article that I read pertained to the NFL. The NFL is a lucrative business with its tentacles everywhere. They participate in a lot of initiatives that, that generates money, that generates conversation, that generates change. We can't take that away from the NFL and some of the initiatives that they do. Some of them do go to a good cause. Some of them seem to support good causes. But at the end of the day, the NFL, like any other business, is that a business and a bottom line is money. And and they engage in a lot of let's say um, what it looks like, right? The face of the NFL, the face of the shield. Well, this article that I read didn't show the NFL in a good light and threw tarnish on their shield in one area. So if I can remember a few years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they initiated the Rooney rule. And if anybody follows the NFL, they know what the Rooney rule is all about. Art Rooney, owner of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, came up with this initiative to try to make, bring more diversity on the field and in the front office by saying that one of the, if one of these um, positions come open in its candidacy for when they're um, interviewing other candidates for these positions, GM, front office, head coach, they should bring in at least one minority in the interview process. 
And then there's fines and penalties if a team don't do all of that. I just it was it was a good hearted gesture to try to bring in minorities into the hiring process for for jobs as head coach or GM. In my opinion, they've done a really bad job of that over the past few years, only because most teams do it as a way of kind of shining it on. Oh, well, we interviewed our one candidate that is a minority. We'll go ahead and get the person that we was going to hire anyway. So the article in and of itself is the history of discrimination against blacks in the NFL. And from what I understand was that and what I understand and what I see on Sundays and this Sunday, I pay particularly close attention to it is that the majority of the players in the NFL are black. I'm not trying to be racist about it or anything. I'm just stating a fact. If you want look at all of the teams, all 32 teams in the NFL and look at their roster and see the players at each position on the roster, you will come to see that the majority of players on each team is black. Full stop. And the head coaches of these said teams that has a majority of black players are white. What there's a couple of black coaches, there's a Latino coach, what in all is probably a handful of minority coaches in the NFL where the rest of them is dominated by white men. I don't want to go on to say that the NFL has this plantation mentality that permeates from the ownership through the front office to the field. I don't want to sit here and and equate the field of football to a plantation. But the mentality still exists. Let's go back. Let's let's go back. Let's go back to 2015, 2016. When when Colin Kaepernick was was kneeling and making a protest statement and how they ran him out of town and the mentality that the uh, the not only the head coaches but the ownership was trying to hammer down that's just that some that kind of mentality but but my commentary is not about that my commentary is about what we see out there in the NFL the proportion of players to coaches Mike Tomlin from the Pittsburgh Steelers is probably in the best position as a head coach. He's got long tenure. The Pittsburgh Steelers in and of itself has only had three coaches in his, in his existence. Three, four coaches, really? So, you know, that's a secure job. And as a black man, he's in a really good position. No wonder he said that he wouldn't want to be anywhere else but at Pittsburgh. Because he knows that the front office and the ownership is going to support him throughout. Not all minority coaches is going to be in that situation. Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, 
that that runs an offense with very little help from Andy Reid has been successful. And every year at, at in the offseason, he's a candidate for one of the head coaching positions that ultimately that is going to be open. And each year, he's always a bridesmaid and never a bride. Every year, he gets passed over for a head coaching position where he is clearly qualified. Clearly. Another one, Ryan Leftwich in Tampa Bay. Yeah, we all know about Tom Brady being the GOAT and all of that stuff, but it is him that calls the plays in Tampa Bay. Once again, gets a few interviews out there and coaching positions that come open as a head coach and gets passed over. It's not like these men don't have the talent or the smarts to do it. So why is that? Just a little history. Just a little. Let's, let's just get a little history here. So for the Akron Pros back in 1921, a black man named Fritz Pollard was a coach there. And between him and the next black head coach was 68 years. Art Shell, Oakland Raider. Lifelong Oakland Raider. Played with the Raiders. Won championships with the Raiders. And in 1989 became head coach. The first black head coach in a number of years. In the history of the NFL, there has been only 26 black men that coached in the NFL in its history. And in probably only five were interim coaches. Here's one that reflected the times in which America was living in at that time. So from 1934 to 1946, the NFL developed a racial caste system. Whether it was overtly or covertly or whatever, the fact exists that they, that the NFL matched the culture that was going on in America at that time. Full stop. It, that, that system was reinforced by a whites only sentiment. Just like what we hear today outside of sports, right? We, the, 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 the doctors are coming in. They're taking our jobs. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're taking our jobs. Don't do that. It's reserved for us. That kind of mentality, a whites only sentiment. And then when they finally started bringing minorities into the sport of uh, NFL football, it was, well, you're not smart enough to play quarterback. It takes brains to be a quarterback. You, you're just not going to be able to do that. Oh, but you can run. See, blacks then, back then, they were, uh, they were not allowed to play quarterback. They were not allowed to be a linebacker. They were not allowed to be centers or guards because the whites, they believed that those positions were the skilled positions that take some thinking. You can play defense. Oh, you can be your running back. Oh, you can catch a ball. 
It's okay to do those things. And now that now all the way to the present time where you see blacks as quarterbacks, you see blacks as centers, you see blacks as linebackers. Now the only barrier is the the, the head coaching sideline and the GM or the head of the office GMs, um, uh, presidents of operate of football operations, those type of positions in the front office. We're not going to even get into the ownership part of the deal. That's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother time. It just seems that the sideline where the head coach is at is not being reflected adequately to the proportion of players that are on the field. So you mean to tell me that a black man that's played this position professionally over a long period of time is unqualified or not even smart enough to be a head coach. I, I know also in this article, it talked about the wonder kids, right? The younger generation that's coming up being head coaches. What Sean uh, uh, McVay is the youngest coach to want a super, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, like 35, 36, you have these young people coming up being head coaches with very little coaching experience, mind you. Very little coaching experience. They was mentored as a mid or mid-level coach on the team and learn a few things and, and know somebody that got them somewhere to get to the next level and so on and so forth. And now they're head coaches with a lot of rope, let me tell you, with a lot of rope. Let me give you an example. Matt Rule, head coach for the Carolina Panthers, come from the college ranks. He coached at Temple, went to Baylor, had great success. I'm not taking that away from him. He had great success, turned some college football programs around. And now that he's been in the NFL for the, what, going on his third year now, he's not even 500. And they might mention him as being a coach on the hot seat, but he ain't going nowhere. If they gave him enough rope for the last couple of years, they'll give him some more rope this year. I can't think of the the coach's name, but the coach that was hired by the Houston Texans didn't even make it out of the first year. Not at all. The arc of success is higher for whites than it is for blacks. That is just a reality. The reality in our, in, in our society outside of sports is that we got that, that blacks and other people of color have to do more, act a different way in order to achieve a small modicum of success. As opposed to whites. And that just leads me to another point. It does. It just leads me. It just leads me into another point. Whereas the NFL prospers. From a black or person of color workforce. It's just simple as that. The NFL makes billions of dollars. And they get tax breaks and 
all of that other stuff and get classified as a different form of business and hardly pays any taxes and it's run by the owners and all of that stuff. But they make money off the backs of the players that are on the field. And the majority of players that are on the field are black. Even right now, they're embroiled in a racial discriminatory lawsuit by one of the people that was a coach, Brian Flores, and a couple of other coaches, the other couple of other black coaches joined in. Now, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not saying that a whole lot of other you know other coaches like Tony Dungy they he was successful and Lou 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 uh, Lovey Smith he was successful you know and there were some that that had more rope had more rope than they should have had Hugh Jackson for instance or Marvin Lewis for instance had more rope to deal with but that that is just an exception to the rule. I'm going to gather my thought for a moment, but um, you can also find me and this podcast on Facebook. Search for Marlon Jean. You'll see it. Or Twitter at Marlon Jean 29 or even an Instagram. You can see some pictures in Instagram at Marlon Jean 29. So just kind of remember if you have any comments and suggestions, you can use those sections. You can go into the comments section of where the podcast is posted at on any of these Facebook or, or any of these social media platforms and just comment on it. I'll interact with you, but please be kind to the host and all the other people that are on there. Let's just be respectful. We can disagree, but we ain't got to fight about it. Hey, look, I'm going to take a little break and I'll be right back after this. Thanks for sticking around and welcome back. By the way, all the music that's played on this podcast comes from freemusicarchive.org. So we're going to finish out this podcast. We'll come to a stopping point and uh, I'm going to make some remarks there here going toward the end. So football, whether it's the college or the NFL, whether it's uh, amateur or professional. It's still popular. It's a popular sport here in America that generates billions of dollars, not only in advertisement, but also for the players and also for the owners. Billions of dollars in the college ranks. College football funds everything. Everything. 
from the money that's generated from college football. But it has its bad points. And college is the exploitation of young men to generate money for their programs and for their colleges. And in the NFL, the racial disparity in not only the position, the position players on the field, but also on the coaching sidelines all the way up into the front office is still a racial disparity there. I'm only speaking of this because what I see and it made me see the sport in a different way. It made me realize and pay attention to the color of one's skin on the field. You know, the the race breakdown of players in the field and where they play at, as opposed to how the sidelines look. We are we are right at the end of 2022. And some of the things that we hear not only on the field of play, but also in our society as a whole, we are still fighting some of the same stupid fucking battles about race and racism that we were fighting back in the 50s and 60s or even longer. When are we going to be a more inclusive union? When is that going to happen? And I'm not just talking about on the field of play. I'm just talking about general in life. If if a black man that is really talented and really smart on the football field and he retires and retains that knowledge, if he has a hard time trying to become a head coach in a very lucrative league, it's like that in the business world. When is everyone going to get a fair shake? That's something that we could all think about. What do you think about it? I would love to hear your opinion. I would like to hear your commentary on that. And you can do that on Facebook uh, at Marlon Jean or on Twitter at Marlon Jean 29 and on Instagram. That is all that I have for this episode. Thank you for listening. And please, if you like what you hear, please like If you want more of this content, throw a suggestion, please subscribe to the podcast. With that, we'll see you next time. Peace.